Thank you for supporting the Ministry of Victory Outreach International. We pray this message challenges, ignites faith, and that God would fan the flame that will produce a harvest of souls throughout the world. Now, here tonight, we find here in this portion of Scripture, we find Jesus dealing once again with his disciples. Now, one of the things that we have to take notice when we read the Word of God, especially when you read the New Testament or you read the Gospels, you find the way Jesus dealt with his very own. He dealt with them in a very intimate way. And what he was trying to do, he was trying to produce in them the very best. If there was ever a builder, we find Jesus was a builder. He was trying to build quality within the lives of his disciples. And over and over you find him dealing with his disciples and dealing with them in such a way so that he could build quality within the lives of his, of his disciples and within the lives of his followers. And this you find him doing right here in the portion of scripture that's recorded here in chapter 14. Now, the very same way that you find him working with his disciples, the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still in the process of working with his disciples. He's still in the process of working with his people. Now let's take a look at this portion of scripture and you find the way he worked with them, the way he was dealing with them. Now it says over here in verse 22, it says in straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away. Now, he had already just fed the, the 5,000 and performed a miracle. And now he takes his disciples and he sends them on before him. And then it says in verse 23 that when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Now, one of the things you find of, with Jesus, that even though he was the son of God, there was still a dependency upon the Father. He never did anything isolated from the very presence of the Father. While he walked the shore of Galilee, while his ministry here on earth, there was always a dependency. Even though he was God, there was a dependency always on the Father. Every miracle that he performed, he depended upon the Father. Even when he fed the 5,000, it says that he prayed first. Now, who do you think he prayed to? He prayed to the Father. And then the miracle took place. And what he was trying to do, he was bringing out the very best example. He was bringing out a, a beautiful model of the way that he wanted his disciples to live. It was, he was modeling the type of life that he wants you and I to live. A life not dependent upon self, but a life that is totally and completely dependent upon Jesus Christ. And here he says he separates himself, he sends the disciples on, and then he separates himself and he goes up into a mountain 
and you always find out that he's always separating himself and going into a mountain and praying. Praying. If there was anyone that believed in prayer, it was Jesus. Constantly he would separate himself and be in communion with his Father. And it says, and he was alone as he prayed. And then verse 24, it says, but then all of a sudden, the disciples, it says, that, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the, wind, with the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now, one of the things that Jesus will do, just like he did with the disciples, he permitted them to go and and, and find themselves right in the midst of a storm. Now the only way you really learn how to depend upon Jesus is not only in the good time. It's easy to serve Jesus when everything is going fine. It's easy to serve Jesus when you don't have any problems. But oh, he wants us not only to serve him in the good times, but he also wants us to serve him, serve him in the times that is totally contrary to our understanding. In the bad times as well, he wants us to be able to serve him and to put our confidence and trust in him. That's what faith is all about. You really don't need faith when everything is going good. We need faith. Or faith needs to be exercised when everything is to totally contrary to our understanding and to our finite mind. So he was trying to teach his disciples that even in the midst of a storm, even in a turbulent storm, even in the midst of crisis, even in the midst when everything seemed contrary, that they could still put their trust and confidence in a faithful God. So over here you find that they were right, they were in the midst of a storm. I believe he prepared it. I really do. I believe to teach him a lesson and to see how they would react, he prepared the storm and prepared the situation so that their faith would be tried. So it says over here, that the wind was contrary, the midst of the sea tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And then it says in verse 25, And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. Now, what do you think he was walking on the sea for? He wasn't walking on the sea to show off. Jesus didn't do anything that didn't have a purpose. He wasn't trying to show off and say, look at me. In the midst of the storm, when the wind is contrary, look at me, I'm walking on the sea, look what I could do. No, he had a purpose for it. And the purpose that he had, he was trying to instill faith within sight of his disciples so that they would understand that no matter what the situation may be, no matter how bad it may seem or the circumstances that may be surrounding them, that Jesus at all times has everything under control. This is what he was trying to teach them. So he was walking right in the midst of it all. He had control over the sea, had control over the wind, had control over the waves, had control over everything. And then it says over here, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. 
saying, it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But what did Jesus say? But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. Be of good cheer. Even though you are surrounded, even though the circumstances are not favorable, even though it seems like you're sinking, even though it seems like everything is falling apart, he says, lift up your eyes beyond the circumstances and focus your eyes upon Jesus. Be not afraid. It is I. This is the message that Jesus has for us tonight. Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And oh, I like Peter. Peter got excited. Peter was Pentecostal. Peter was Holy Ghost. And Peter got excited. Peter showed his emotions. And Peter answered him, said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. Now Jesus didn't say, well, Peter, I'm sorry, but you can't do that. This is only for me. Jesus must have said, this is exactly what I've been waiting for. And he said to Peter, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And he was able to do the miraculous because he put his eyes. He took his eyes from the circumstances and he focused his eyes upon Jesus. And the very same way that Peter was able to do the impossible, Peter was able to do something that was contrary to human nature is the very same way that we could defeat and overcome the enemy. You see, Jesus never promised us that we were going to have a bed of roses. In fact, he even told us, in this world ye shall have tribulation. He says, but be of good courage, he said. Even though you go through the tribulation, be of good courage. I have overcome the world. He says, and if I'm an overcomer, then you can plug into me and you'll be an overcomer. See, we have to learn to be still and know that he is God. See, the problem that we have is that many times we take, we take things in our very own hands. We want things to work out for us. And if we don't understand something, then we start reacting. Instead of just being still and waiting on God. See, the Christian life, and I'm sure that Brother Nordin could get up here and tell you uh, examples after examples and, and give you many examples when he goes back throughout his whole Christian life that it wasn't all a bed of roses. The Christian life is not a bed of roses. There's going to be big battles. There's going to be times you're going to be in the, in the heat of the battle, in the midst of the battle. There's going to be the good times. There's going to be the difficult times. There's going to be the bad times. There's going to be the horrible times. But even in those times that it seems horrible, that even the times of confusion is when we need to be still and put our faith and confidence and trust in him. This is what he wants to teach us here this evening. I'll tell you this. I've been in this ministry now for how many years? 20-something years. What is it going to be, 22 years or something we're going to be celebrating? 
You asked me, have I ever felt like running? Oh, sure I did, man. I could tell you story after story of hard times, difficult times, especially when you're the leader. Whenever you're the leader, you're the target. Man, I'm a big target too, you know. Whenever you're the leader, you're the target, man. You get it. Zoom, those arrows go at you. See, you're the target. But what, what, is, what, what, what would keep a person like me? What keeps, another, what keeps anybody just being still, God, and being consistent, going forward, going forward, is when we understand that our lives are in the lives of God, in the lives of Jesus Christ, and that we're not to act independent from his divine will and independent of his spirit. And if he tells us, be still, then we need to be still in whatever situation, in whatever circumstances, in whatever trial and fiery furnace that you find yourself in. You need to be obedient and be still. And if you're still, then you will know that he is God. Because sooner or later, he will manifest his power and his word will be, will be true and his word will become a reality. And this is what he was trying to teach his disciples. He didn't want to be emotional. Up one day, down the next day. One day you want to serve God, the next day you want to backslide. One day you're going forward, the next day you want to quit. You want to run. It's easy to run. He wanted to teach his disciples, listen, I'm going to make a, 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 a band of, of, of men of God out of you. That when you're confronted by the enemy and you're confronted with persecution and tribulation, that you'll be able to stand still and say, my faith and trust is not in what I feel or what I see with my physical eyes, but my faith and trust is in Almighty God who's been faithful to me all of my life. This is what he was trying to teach them. So this is why he put them in the midst of the storm. Then he comes, Jesus comes. As the Lord of the storm, over the storm, over the wind, over all the circumstances. And then Peter says, could I go? And he says, yes, come on, you could do it. As long as you keep your eyes in me, you do it. But what happened? Peter took his eyes off Jesus. And just to close right here, verse 30, it says, but when he saw the wind, what did Peter do? He began to see the wind, uh, boisterous. He was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore did thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind totally ceased. What happened to Peter? He took his eyes off Jesus and he began to put his eyes on the circumstances. And that's what will happen to us. See, you put your eyes on that sickness. You put your eyes on whatever situation you find yourself in. Maybe the financial problem. Maybe that family problem. Whatever it may be that you may be going through, when you start focusing your eyes on that, instead of look, focusing your eyes on Jesus, that's when your faith begins to waver, and that's when you begin to sink. That's when your emotions take over, and that's when you become a victim and instead of being an overcomer, you be, you, you're defeated and you begin to sink. But he's telling us tonight, listen, 
you don't have to look. He's, the circumstances are there. I'm not, he's, saying, he's not saying, don't say they're not there. The problem is there. And the problem is a reality. But he's also saying, look beyond the problem. Look beyond the situation and know that I am here. He says, look and focus and fasten your eyes on me, for I am here. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yea, I shall be with you even unto the end of the world. Even if you feel alone, you're not alone. Because Jesus Christ is faithful. So tonight, whatever the situation, we're going to believe God and we're going to trust God. I want you to stand with me right now. The musicians come and take their place. You're listening to Living in Victory with Pastor Sonny Argonzoni, your weekly podcast. I know you're enjoying today's message. We would love to hear how these podcasts are blessing your life. Connect with us today at SonnyArgonzoni.org. Faith is trusting God in the bad times. Easy to trust God in the good times, but in the difficult times, to be able to say, I see Jesus. Hallelujah. My faith is anchored in Jesus. I have here a petition. Four-year-old Myra Guzman has cancer, given only a few months to live. She's in Kaiser Hospital, Bellflower. We need to zero in for her tonight. Please pray for my wife because she has a bad earache. Please pray for Licia. She's been homesick with a bad back and also pains. There are so many needs that we have here that we could bring so, so many needs. So many of you that have needs. I want those of you that maybe you've been struggling. You've been struggling tonight. You've been saying, man, I'm going through it, man. I'm going through it. Man, I can't seem to get the victory, but I, I need to see Jesus. I need to go beyond my circumstances, beyond the situation, and I need to see Jesus. If I could only see Jesus, everything will change. I want those of you, as we sing that chorus, faith in the Father and faith. I want you to stand right here tonight. Faith in the Holy Ghost victories. Stand right here, that's it. Demons will tremble. Faith in Christ Jesus, great mountains will shake. Sing it again. Faith in the Father and faith in the Son. Faith in the Holy Ghost, victories are won. Demons will tremble and sinners awake. Faith in Christ Jesus, great mountains. Oh, sing it again. Faith in the Father and faith in the Son. Faith in the Holy Ghost 
victories are won. Hallelujah! We'll tremble and sinners awake. Faith in Christ Jesus, great mountains. Everybody sing it together. Faith in the Father and faith in the Son. Faith in the whole. Oh, Shalabasatalabakaya. Demons will tremble. Oh, yes, Lord. Christ Jesus, great mountains will shake. I'm going to ask you to raise your hands as a sign of surrender to the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Spirit of God. Father, right now we come in the precious name of your Son, Jesus. And Lord, we pray for those that have stepped out in faith tonight, believing. Lord, I pray that you begin to move upon them from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. Lord, begin to instill within inside of them that faith to be able to believe, even in spite of the contrary circumstances. Lord, whatever the need may be within their lives, whether it be sickness or discouragement or financial pressure or whatever it may be, right now in the name of jesus give them that sense of victory right now oh lord that they may look beyond their need and beyond their problems let them see jesus tonight oh give them a revelation of your love and faithfulness for we know that that makes all the difference in the name of jesus right now reveal yourself to them oh lord that they may anchor their faith on thee, O oh Lord, and come what may. Uh, doesn't matter how they feel, but they will be able to stand firm and say, Yes, uh, I believe for my trust and confidence uh, is not in what I feel or what I see, but my trust and confidence is anchored in Jesus, who never changes, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In the name of Jesus right now, Lord, begin to give them that freedom right now. Oh, Lord, give them freedom of mind. Give them freedom right now. In Jesus' name, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, say, yes, Lord, I believe. I believe, Lord. I believe. I believe God. I believe God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I believe God. I believe God. Hallelujah. I put my trust in God. I believe God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, Lord, I believe you. I believe you, Lord. I believe you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, right now we pray for these prayer requests that we have before us even now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, begin to release your power, your spirit upon each one of these that are represented here tonight. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
We believe you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. The weapons of our warfare are not mortal, but they are mighty. Yes, they are mighty. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through the Holy Ghost. They are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds, for they are mighty. Yes, they are mighty. They are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds, for they are mighty through the Holy Ghost. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty. Yes, they are mighty. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through the Holy Ghost. They are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds, for they are mighty. Yes, they are mighty. They are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. tonight oh hallelujah I believe it and I believe it and I believe it with all of my heart the weapons of our warfare are not carnal can't do it in the flesh that's why we're here tonight can't be done by the arm of flesh but it's only through the spirit only through the spirit this is why we're gathered tonight to pray and to intercede. And I'm so happy that we have a pretty good crowd for even the, all the ladies that are in the retreat. We have a fair good crowd here tonight that have come together to really storm the gates of heaven for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon our church, upon our people upon our land. Let me tell you something. Some good things are happening up ahead. We're at the brink. I share this. I'll share this with you. You want to call it prophetic utterance? Call it prophetic utterance. We're at one of the most delicate moments in our ministry in Victory Outreach. We're at a, the Lord is bringing us into a new, another dimension. I've seen throughout the years where he's taken us from one dimension to another dimension, to another dimension, and to another dimension. And God has always, always been faithful. 
and he's bringing us he's ready to thrust us into a whole other dimension that he's bringing us into here in the ministry of victory outreach and when things like that are happening there's a shaking going on and there's pruning going on but the holy spirit is at work and i'll tell you this god has been so faithful to us <clears throat> to this ministry I look up ahead and there's an urgency in us and I know Frank came back with it and those that went to Europe an urgency to see the divine plan of God unfold in a very speedy way very speedy way in other words we want to see him start working quicker than than even in the past and I believe it's coming coming we're coming to that place coming to that place God is so faithful God is so faithful this is why tonight I'm going to I'm going to ask you to let's begin to really make a dedication that we can make a dedication and a, and a consecration of our lives to Jesus tonight and say Lord I want to place myself on the altar of sacrifice Whatever you want me to be and whatever you want me to do, whatever you want me to labor, that I'll be willing to say yes, Lord. I'll be willing to say yes, Lord. I've just got back from, from Europe, and I've been in contact in different cities with some of our different ministries, and I could also feel, you know, there's something about a pastor that he, 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 he has gut feelings of what, God is doing you know you could, you could even feel it you, sometimes it even, you can't even explain it but you could even feel it when especially it's a very delicate moment where the Lord is calling his people to pray to pray and to intercede and to really plug in with him and this is not just happening here it's happening in a lot of places You should be surprised the calls we get. Today I got a call from Venezuela, from Caracas, Venezuela. Biggest church of Caracas. Brother Olson, maybe you know him, Brother Nordine. He's been in the Assembly of God for quite a number of years, missionary in, in Caracas, Venezuela. He's been after me for one year. And actually begging and saying, we need victory outreach in Caracas. Victory outreach in Caracas. That same plea we get from so many different places. And you know, this, the field is, is white and ready to harvest. And what does it say? Pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he will raise up laborers for the harvest. And this is where we need to put ourselves in God's hands. Whatever he wants us to do, whatever he wants us to be, that we'll be willing to do that. I want us to sing a chorus together just before we gather together in prayer. I want, I want us to sing a chorus together. Give me a chorus, Brother Reuben. Hallelujah. Glory. Come on, Joe. Come on up here, brother. Glory to God. Glory to God.
sing it again. Father, I give all thanks and praise to Thee. My hands I humbly raise to Thee. Hallelujah! For Thy love, amazes me, amazes me, and I stand in awe and I'm going to ask as we sing it one more time, I'm going to ask you to press in and begin to find a place of prayer. Let's sing it one time and then the second time around, find a place of prayer and really begin to zero in and begin to pray and just pray that, uh, just begin first of all, pray for yourself and begin to examine. Let the Holy Spirit bring an examination to your heart and that there'll be a, a self-consecration tonight. And then from there, begin to intercede for any needs, especially the needs that we mention and any other needs that the Lord may place in your heart to pray for. As we sing it again, Father God, I give all thanks and praise to Thee.
amazes me and I stand in awe and worship Father God. We pray that this message has encouraged you to grow in your walk with God. To hear more messages, visit www.visionintlstore.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.